0: You are listening. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, thank goodness, I finally have my voice back. You are listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Sroges. Twenty-five. Key. As Tilly had suspected, Matthias loved bowling, and the girls loved finally finding something they could beat him at. Key was glad to see that his spirits had risen. Not only had Lamel's birthday passed the previous week, but it would have been his ninth year, the year of his coming of age, when he would have received his headscarf. On Wint Day, Matt skipped dinner to go to the movies with Antony and his friends. At least this time, he would be staying up late for better reasons, and with the next day being a weekend, he wouldn't feel the need to study through breakfast. She found him the next evening in the common, sitting at a table filled with books. Key pulled out a chair. You know, I can't even tell anymore if you're reading for class, or just reading. Check the language, I guess. All my textbooks are in Chugbo, except for the literature, of course. Why is that again? Matt blinked at her from behind his glasses, as though she had asked for help on a particularly easy math problem. All my classes are in Chugbo, except for the literature. Yeah, but Ian's textbooks are all in IMK. Wouldn't it have been easier if you could at least read the material in a language you understood? It'd be faster, at least. Miss Puttyam said that after I failed the physics test. Matsyas took off his glasses and cleaned them on his shirt. And what did you tell her? As much as she could hope, Keen knew he didn't tell the teacher he'd stayed up the night before crying over his dead brother. Matt put his glasses back on. If my books were in Jahu, I wouldn't learn Chugbo's fast. He hung his head, looking much the way he had when he'd had to tell his mother about sneaking into a movie house. Besides, if I see the words in Chugbo in the book, I understand what she's talking about in class. If they're in Johu, I have to learn all the words twice. Hey, I'm not criticizing. I just... I don't always understand you, okay? I could say the same about you. Matt told her quietly in Johu. She ruffled his hair, which hadn't been braided that day. It was unusual for him to leave it down, and she hoped it was a good thing but she was too tired to worry about it at the moment. Key yawned. You should go to bed. (laughs) Look who's talking. Matt returned a sheepish smile. I'll go to bed soon. He glanced at the boys' dorm. I just haven't been sleeping well lately. Do you need more tea? Matt reached for his crutch, which he used as a comfort object, even when he tried to downplay things that bothered him. He tapped it against the floor and let it fall from one hand to the other. I've got plenty. just... it doesn't help me sleep. It's because of Lamel's birthday, isn't it? Matias took off his glasses again, but this time he set them on the table and let his hair fall into his face. Key slid closer to him. Matias, you don't have to hide from me. She whispered in Johu. Matsyas nodded and sniffed, though he didn't look up at her. I keep seeing his face. Key rubbed his back. I'm so sorry, Matt. Matt tucked his hair behind his ear. The all powerful would say to have hope. Key knew hope was the greatest of virtues in the Eppolino tradition, almost as if Tsiahitano had known the struggles her people would face in the many centuries after her death. Nevertheless, Matt's ability to hope in the wake of his family's death amazed her. She hugged her brother. Come on, let's get you to sleep. Matt relented. He wiped his eyes and put his glasses back on. Key helped him gather his books and walked Matsyas back to his room. Then she went to her own. The next morning, she woke early to meet Kaylee and Ketu for breakfast, as they had promised her a surprise that morning. It's about a thirty-minute walk. Not difficult, just long. It's worth it. Key guessed from this comment that whatever they wanted to show her was something in Caporo, but to her surprise, they led her in the opposite direction, away from both Faraday and civilization. They led Key up a hill. The path was narrow, but the ground around it was solid and not too rocky, so it was a fairly easy hike. When they reached the top, Key let out an audible gasp. Oh, you like it? It's beautiful. They stood at the top of a cliff. Trees and a river swept out beneath them, a reminder that Faraday really was almost at the edge of the city. But mostly, it reminded her of the cliffs in Virarona, outside the city of Tempo where she'd been born. There was a Shahia shrine there, where her family always stopped. She held her breath and imagined the echoes of stomping feet and the smell of wood smoke. Thank you for sharing this with me. Kaylee sat cross-legged next to her, a slight breeze whipping her hair. I guess it's become a bit of a Hawthorne house tradition. Key was suddenly worried now. What had she gotten herself into? Were they going to push her off the cliff and expect her to magic her way back to safety? Katie sat next to Kaylee and patted the ground next to them. With a sigh of relief, Key joined them. Ketu continued. Every year, someone from Hawthorne House takes a freshman up here. Two years ago, Ed Hall Mahalen brought me and Charlie Newman, and last year I brought Kaylee. The name Ed Hall sounded familiar, but Key couldn't imagine she had met the older boy, so she asked instead why they had chosen her. Kaylee grinned at Key through her hair. We try to pick someone who needs a change of view. Key gazed out at the landscape below her, She had never imagined the North could be as beautiful as the Southern Continent, but when she looked at it now, she felt like she was home. She wanted to run back to Victoria House and drag Matsyas out here, even with his bad leg, to show him what it looked like. But at the same time, she wanted to keep it a secret, so she could have something that belonged only to her. A voice nagged in the back of her mind, telling her that her gods wouldn't appreciate her behavior, but she ignored it. She could always tell Matt later. You have been listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Sturgis. The role of Key was played by C.J. Brown. Matt was played by Casey Kirkpatrick, and Kaylee was played by Brittany Newness. Music from Pixabay. To learn more about our artists or to read this book online, Find the Stitchwitch's Apprentice on Tumblr, or follow the links in the show.